Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Yetta, why do we work so hard at this ripe young age? <laughs> There's no ripe young age anymore. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to be with you because we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, and tools that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we can turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Okay. Ooh. Why? It's truth. I know, but it's not, I was just thinking if I had a glass here of water, yeah. I would cheers you on that. You would cheers me? I would cheers you. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, you. cheers, cheers on that. That's so, a great thing. Why would we work so hard? Why would you work so hard? That's what I asked why you. Why might you work so hard if you don't have to? And I'm um, going to say the answer is because of passion. And passion, when you break it down... It's pass I on. Say that break, slower. Break it apart. Break the word apart. Passion. Pass I on. Perfect. And so when you no longer have to work, and, and I think using the word have to, when there's no longer a monetary needed significant need, mm. then it's no longer about just providing. It's no longer about just doing what needs to happen to take care of family and those yeah. things you're committed to. Because lots of people ask you and ask me, mm -hmm. when are we going to retire? I Why are we retired? I get asked that every few days. Is that because I'm looking old? Yes. Oh, oh. you don't. That was really oh. quick, eh? Okay. <laughs> okay, so I could say the same thing about me. The reason they asked me is because I'm looking old. I was thinking more it's because you look affluent and you don't need to work. It could be either, couldn't it? <laughs> so bottom line is we're going to learn today, why might we, might, why might you want to keep working and want to keep giving back, really, to society, to your family, to your legacy, to something bigger than yourself when you no longer have a necessity to work? Yeah, do you remember when we were like 35 yet? You got to have a good memory for that. I do remember though. <laughs> okay, we we're like 35 and I said, okay, we were doing our plan. And I go, okay, if we, if we make this amount of money and we put this amount of money away and we get this rate of return, we'll be able to retire when we're 45. That 45 was the number. Yeah. Check it out, going on holiday, and permanent we, life. And we hit 45. Yes. And we were able to like retire and go. So that part of the plan worked. Buy a little something in an island somewhere and, and veg, chill out for the next. As you say, chillax. Chillax. For, for the, the next, next 50 years. Yeah. Oh, that sounds <laughs> awful. Doesn't it? And that's exactly what happened for us, right? We hit yes. that 45. We looked at the plan and the plan had been accomplished. Like, have you ever done a plan, lived out the plan and thought, wow, we got this thing happening. And then. And then we didn't like the plan. Well, we, we liked that part of the plan. Because I like you a lot. 
but I didn't want to spend the next 50 years with you on a deserted island. <laughs> that would not have been, oh, I didn't want to do that with you either. Let's just, let's just put that in record books. Okay, okay, it's there. It's, okay, it's, it's there. recorded for life. It's going to be on the internet. You can't erase what's on the internet. No, you can't. So really what we realized is we had a passion for really infusing harmony. We didn't have language for everything at that point. We were just living it out greater infusing and greater. Infusing harmony, that's such a great language. And, and maybe, yeah, what's it really mean to people? What it really people? means, what it really, yeah, I can't even speak English anymore. So really what we were realizing Don't is we Danish. had, Come on, <laughs> switching to, got yeah. Awesome. Man, anyway, so. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I gotta tell you this, folks, because this is the greatest line. So next time, like with age, sometimes, you forget things, right? You forget what you're going to say or you forget where things were or you you, you miss a word. So from now on, what I'm going to say is, oh, what's what's the English word for that? Because then people will think I'm bilingual and English is my second language. Uh, okay. So <laughs> sometimes you lose me. I'm sorry. Um, as long as he didn't lose you. Humor is a good thing. It actually helps. Humor is good because it helps our learning become more integrated in our being. So back to passion it's and why stop Infotainment, folks. Infotainment right here on CHRI 99.1 And on YouTube and everywhere else you can tune in to us. So passion and the idea of continuing to work was because we had – the concept that our life, we'd reached some vitality, we'd reached some success, we had good love relationships. Life was actually quite of ease and it felt like harmony. And so that's really why I talk about infusing harmony. It's when life starts to have a flow and an ease and a calm to it, even though there's excitement and bubbliness and joyful intensity, because that is my gig. That's your gig. That's my gig. There was still harmony throughout our life. And balance, from my perspective, is an illusion because how long can you stand on a balance beam and balance yourself? Not long. Not if you're yet a decker Longer anyway. if you have counterbalance. You yes. have that big stick with the weights mm -hmm. on the end of it. That's counterbalance. Mm -hmm. Makes it easier to stay easier. in harmony with the pole, or with, the, with the platform. Fabulous. So we realized that living in a state of harmony was really our life's purpose personally. Yes. And what I decided was, you know what? I would get bored very, very quickly if all I did was like golf and walk the beach. It sounds lovely. And I think after three or four weeks, I'd be going, get me out of here. I need to do something. I need to impact the world. I need to make a difference. I need to help other people. And that's why we decided... Okay, let's take a little bit more holidays. Not a ton, but we take a few weeks a year. We're not killing ourselves like we were 365. And then let's create a movement where we impact people, both through our radio shows, through our educational components, and through our, our corporation where we we train real estate agents to have the best life possible. And where we help clients invest in real estate in a manner that keeps their sanity, 
They don't lose their shirt. It's not one of those get rich quick schemes and allows them to just sit in a state of really ease and calm as they're making good use of their money. And even making money while they sleep, the steady increase happens. And we had figured that out. So we wanted to pass that Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And what we learned really is it's not about the money. It's about what the money can do. And for some people, you might be saying, well, you know, I'm not retiring because I want to keep giving to missions or a charity mm-hmm. or I want to open a business. Why else would someone keep well, working? One of our clients right now we that just finished reading the wealth formula and is we're mentoring and coaching them through the strategy of how to make great use of money. One of the things that she's doing is in an African country building sustainable farming and helping employ people there. So that's part of the reason for making money here to be able to start businesses overseas to make a difference in her home country. That's fantastic. Right? So it's really just a matter of finding what it is you want to keep doing because then you don't want to stop doing that thing. Yeah. Some people just love building. So there's a, there's a quote, and I don't know who said it, but I'm going to read it anyways. Having money and not knowing how or on whom to spend it is a very big misery. Yet a really, how much is enough? We're thrilled, really, that we've been able to create for you free access to fi- over 503 episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we share insider tips not just on real estate, actually on life too, on how to build wealth, on how to make really good use of the finances that come into your home, how to have fun, how to build your faith, and even how to strengthen, heal, and flourish in relationships. So really, it's been like decades. How much money is enough before you retire? Or before you just give it all away, that could be the other option. Like if you, as we talked about, when you have a passion, you want to pass yourself and your, what you have to give to the world on. And really often it's about movement making, or that's what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. Movement maker momentum. Yeah, but sometimes people are afraid to give money away mm. because of the uncertainty of future, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have enough money, that the passive income covers all your expenses. Now, your expenses can be huge, or you can live a little more minimal life, and your expenses are lower. Well, I wouldn't call it a minimal life. No, minimal. I might call it okay stuff. Minimal with stuff. Right, because I often think the simpler your life is, the greater your life is. Yes, the greater potential your life may have. Yes, exactly. Yes. So let's be clear. We don't want to confuse you because you know, if you've been listening any length of time to any of these episodes on Life's Inside Track, that we can get confusing. Huh? Yeah, sometimes we confuse ourselves. Exactly. So in this topic right now, it's really a money conversation. Yeah. Like how much money is enough? When can I retire? And maybe some people, they just want to retire and they don't and care about okay. the other stuff. It's okay. It's what, what they're called to, if that's what they feel. And if you want to give a bunch of money away, what you want to do is make sure that you're secure and then keep earning and give that away. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So you want to take a look at what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Like what really matters to you? What's the legacy that you want to leave? What's the impact that you want to make in the world? And look at the bigger picture to help you define for yourself what is enough and what's too much and how much of it do I give away? I mean, we do know people that live on 10% and give away 90 it doesn't have to be yes. keep 90, give away 10. Yes, there was a lovely pastor that wrote mm. a book. Yeah. And the income was just crazy off of it. And he's a reverse tither. He he kept his lifestyle, even though he runs a mega church, has a very high income, mm-hmm. kept his lifestyle very mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. And so now they live on 10% and give away 90%. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. So really, it's just a matter of deciding for yourself. You may need to spend some significant time in prayer, some time as we call it in our tranquility room, so we can actually hear what's in our heart, what's being dropped into our spirit, and make a decision based on what's right for us in terms of how much is enough and what do we want to do with what we have rather than think the reason we thought we should retire at 45 is that was what other people doing similar things to what we were doing. That was their plan. So we thought we should follow their plan. Well, it was like, you know, the insurance company came out, Mm -hmm. you know, what's your 55 plan instead of 65 plan, right? Right. And then what's your 45 plans? We thought, well, we'll even better that. But now it's like, what's my 85 plan? Yeah, or 95. Or maybe 95. We'll see. We'll see. As soon as I'm losing it and I'm not value to people, then I'm going to retire. Oh, sometimes, honey, you are losing it. (laughs) But I'm still valuable to people. (laughs) Yes, you are. Yes, you are. (laughs) And so the thought is, how do you decide? And I think it's going to take some listening, some quiet, some reflection, some prayer, some pondering to decide for yourself rather than take on the plan that others have for you or society has for you. Because I know I was taking on the plan that society had for me. I had Mm -hmm. bought into Freedom 55 and it was freedom from work. Well, why would I quit working when I love to make a difference in the lives of the people I get to connect with? Yeah. It's all about that and creating a movement in our companies. It's excitement. Mm. It's exciting to make a difference in people's lives. So what questions do you need to ask yourself? What questions did you ask yourself, Ken, when you were starting to move from, you know what, I know I'm going to stop working to I'm probably not going to stop working until I lose my mind. And I'm going to hope and pray you're not going to lose your mind. Me too, because when you keep it active, you got less chance of losing it. Truth. So what questions did you ask yourself? Well, what purpose do I have in my life? What what really drives me? Where do I get my my juice, my my you know, wanting to get up in the morning? And some of it's competitive. Like why why do I play sports? I play sports against like 18 and 25 year olds and I'm ancient. But it makes me feel young when I can keep up to them. And even when you can't keep up to them. Even still, every once in a while an old dog can catch a young buck. <laughs> uh-huh, fair enough. 
So what questions do you need to ask yourself? This is kind of a serious topic because if you can answer this question, why to keep going, how much is enough, and what what is the purpose in continuing on? Mm. And reading some books helps. Like mm. we read Halftime, yeah. which uh, Bob Buford wrote. Yeah. And really Halftime was halfway through your life. Now what's what's the stuff you can do? The first half is like, it's all about you and kids and, you know, raising them and having enough money to buy a house and, and, and put them through school yeah. and have a car. And then in your half, like the second half of the game, what's, what's your game plan? And that was really cool. And then we took a program called the master's program. No, no, we didn't take it once. We took it twice because we're thorough learners. Right. And each each one was three years. <laughs> so it was two times three. That's six years. Six years we took. <laughs> yeah. And and so it, we had a long half time. So we really mm -hmm. got to think about what did we want the second half to look like. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not in the second half yet, that's okay. Because what you do in the first half will set you up for what you can do in the yeah. second half. And I saw a post on the internet and mm -hmm. it was on the internet. So it must be true. Mm -hmm. And it said that. Many, many successful people that have made big businesses, big, big impacts in the world, they've done it in their 60s and their 70s. Mm -hmm. Even their 80s. Ooh. One of my favorite books was written by a guy that was 94 years old. Failing to plan is really planning to fail. For over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only with helping you sell and buy real estate and invest in real estate, also helping you build your finances, not just real estate purchases, helping you build your faith, your fun, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish in your relationships. Really, it's been 30 years of building your life and your business. And so, Ken... Yes. What are you talking about planning or failing to plan? Yeah, because you don't ever plan to fail because you love planning. I do. And so what you're going to learn in this episode is how do you, for you, set the stage so that you can, in fact, plan? Because we've heard it said many times, if you plan to fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. And it's important that you know that we're actually talking about money, finances, wealth building, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff yeah. around this plan. You got other plans like planning who you might marry, planning when you're going to have kids or how many kids. And yeah. by the way, a lot of those plans out of your control. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't come together the way you think they're going to. So I think that's an important piece when we're talking about planning. It's not about setting it in stone and saying, I've set the plan, so nothing is going to deter the plan. The point of having a plan is having a direction in which to move. Yes, and not only setting a plan, but setting a time frame for that plan. Because many times the time frame is the part that's out to lunch. Not the plan or the goal. But the time frame, and sometimes when people don't reach their goal, maybe you've had this happen to you. When you don't reach the goal, you think the goal was wrong. Maybe it was just the time was wrong, or the effort you put forward was not to the level it needed to be to reach the goal in that time frame. 
Right. So as an example, quite a few of our clients, and I'll think of one in particular right now, because then the story is more precise and probably more relevant to your thinking. And that is somebody says, you know, I'm going to have my first four investment properties within a five-year period. Oh, well, I did that. Right. No, I said I would do it. And but you I don't did. think I did it. You did. did I do it? You did do it. We oh. did do it because we did our investment properties to help clients out of a tough situation. So actually the first four came pretty quickly. Once we did the first one, it became easier to do the second, third, and fourth. However, our next goal of having a greater number of investment properties, that did not happen in the timeline we thought. And in this case, not only was the plan not quite the right plan, it also was the wrong timeline, right? Mm, and so yeah. we want to make sure we don't get so attached to the time or to the plan, because in that case, what we ended up doing was selling them all and then opening our first business more than yeah. a real estate practice. Now, what it did do, though, creating a plan, a financial plan, and monitoring where we were going, how much wealth we wanted or net Believe, worth, yeah. right? By a certain time, did allow us to monitor that change and then make changes because it changed our behavior, it changed what we spent money on, it changed on how much money we made, it changed on what we invested in to save on taxes. It changed a lot of our behaviors, including changed what we read because now we read things on investing, we read things on wealth building, we, we studied the wealthy to find out what they did because there's a formula. There is a formula and that's how, as you probably know, that's how we came to writing the book, The Wealth Formula. I mean, Ken's name is on the title and you gotta know that we co-authored it because how can we not live the life together? And I read every page before it ever got out there. It gave you <laughs> lots of input. Yeah. And the bottom line is that book came out of our journey of actually having a plan and living out the plan and then making shifts as we went until we got the result from having had a plan. Mm -hmm. So it's not always about getting exactly what you thought you were going to get, because I would say we got way more than we ever imagined in our wildest dreams when we first started planning. Yeah. And if you read that book, you might want to try and figure out which character is resembling myself and which character resembles Yetta in the book. <laughs> and it's a fictitious story, really. It's a combination of all many of the people that we have helped over the years. And Life so it's not worse one person, it's many people. Some of them are. I know, some of them. <laughs> anyway, so it just will really, if you've ever had a plan for something, maybe you've gotten discouraged when the plan didn't come together. And the point, one of the points of this conversation is don't get discouraged because maybe it needs to tweak. Maybe it needs a big, big pivot. And maybe the benefits are the things that you receive because you had a plan. Yep. And you never fail as long as you keep going. As soon as you quit, you failed. Exactly. So I'd rather, and I know from a money perspective, we came to the decision that we would rather slow down than ever retire. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So we'd rather take some pause. And some people look at our lives and go, what do you mean slow down? I haven't noticed that. <laughs> and OK, it's slower than it was. We don't I don't work till two in the morning or three in the morning helping a buyer buy or sell or seller seller buy because it's not wise use of my time. Not wise for them either. They it's don't make the best decision in the middle of the night. makes a good decision in the middle of the night. Now, I did not that know that in my younger years. So there is wisdom <laughs> with age that has come. And so we tend to work not nine to five, but probably eight to eight for the most part. Yeah. Like I always say, I'm, I'm down to working half days because eight to eight is a half a day. Perfect. So in terms of setting your financial plan, Ken, what are those things that people should be asking themselves right now to know whether they're moving in the right direction? Because it's all about direction. Okay. Well, first of all, it's what are you going to give up in some cases to reach your financial goals? And remember that some Mm. things are priceless and they're not Mm. worth giving up for money. That's things like your relationship, your health, and your mind, right? Your life, your time. Don't give all that up mm. to chase money. Because really, that's the definition of the love of money. Because you're giving up the other things that are priceless and the love of your life, the family, the friendships. Mm. If you're giving that stuff up, you're on the wrong And that's why we were talking about infusing harmony even into planning. Yes. Remember, we talked about harmony and what's that about? It's about not having to give up something, not choosing to give up something that's way more valuable than money. So when we talk about money, it is earning money for the good that it will do and for the passions that you have, not about throwing all the rest of it away in the pursuit of it. Yeah, don't throw your life away. Absolutely. You know what's interesting? Yeah, that is most people totally Um, overestimate mm -hmm. what you can Mm -hmm. accomplish in one year. Yep. But when you're doing your goals and you're setting, the other side of that, the other coin, the other side of that coin is that people totally underestimate what they can accomplish in five years. Or even in a lifetime. So we're going to encourage you not to get hung up on the timeline. Don't over underestimate and just have fun along the way. And know that we are honored to be your guides on the journey of wealth, wisdom, and work. Moving forward with the Decker team.